1: Welcome to an episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. This is your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Today, we have with us Jennifer Thompson. Jennifer has served as president of Insight Marketing Group since 2006 and helps physicians and private medical practices throughout the United States attract and retain patients and rockstar employees. Jennifer has 20 plus years of experience in marketing and business development for startup organizations and as a marketing director for a fortune 500 company. Jennifer is a serial entrepreneur who wakes up every day at 4am ready to change the world. Welcome to my world Jennifer, that's what I do. She has been invited to share her knowledge at multiple MGMA Association meetings and conferences, the Florida Bones Conference, the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, and many others. She's also the co-host of Dr. Marketing Tips podcast, available on iTunes. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thanks for having me, Dr. Hales. How is it that you say That social media marketing is dead and what the next step is.
0: Yeah. So um, I think social media marketing still works, but I think that with the practices that I work with, a lot of times the doctor will say, yeah, I don't really need to do anything more on social media. I'm on Facebook or I'm on YouTube or I'm on Instagram. But That may have worked a couple of years ago, but it really doesn't work that way anymore. If you want to be successful marketing your practice or marketing your personal brand, you can't just be on social media. Instead, you have to be in social media. And what I mean by that is no longer can you write a blog post and just put something out there and expect that you're going to get any level of engagement. You have to really be doing what we like to refer to as in the moment social. Meaning you have to create kind of a personal connection with your potential audience. You have to build authority and you have to create opportunities for other people to engage in that process. And so when I say that social media is dead, I say that the old way of doing it is absolutely gone and it's buried in in the ground. But being in social media, which involves a lot more work and energy and planning, um, it's alive and well and prospering.
1: Oh, that's good, because it gave a lot of people a heart attack a minute ago (laughs) hearing that. What would you say is the importance of online reviews for physician offices?
0: Well, I think that if you were going to do one or two things only to market your medical practice, that you should double down on getting more physician reviews. And I say this on one side, because the more reviews you get, the more juice that it gives to the search engines, because it really does... The stronger your presence online, the better you'll be findable. And the second reason is because this is how patients find you these days. You know, I use the example all the time. In my neighborhood, I live in a, in a community of about 20,000 people in all in my small community. And I see every day of the week, people going online and asking for a recommendation to a knee doctor, a new pediatrician, where should I go to the dentist? And it's through the reviews that people are getting these recommendations. So they may say, look, I need an OBGYN. Let me go to Dr. Hales. And then you know, somebody takes that recommendation, immediately goes to Google, puts in a search for you know, OBGYN near me, Dr. Hales, and tries to look it up and see you know, what, what other people are saying about you. And so if you weren't going to do anything else to build your practice, I would really say double down on getting more reviews and really pay attention to you know making sure your profiles are current, making sure that you're asking patients for those reviews, and then using those reviews in your marketing, because that's the way people are now choosing their physician, even when they get a referral from another physician.
1: Jennifer, that's so true. Even your nail technician in the uh, Manny Petty world has a sign that comes across your telephone screen after you've left to say please give stars and rate the manicure person that took care of you so it is really pervasive in our world and it's a a mistake to ignore that what would you say if a practice has a small team and little to no budget or time and when it comes to marketing what should their focus on as far as their marketing efforts
0: yeah I give three things that I would that I would really focus on one is I would make sure that I have a a decent website built in a content management system a CMS and, and I use WordPress and there's other tools out there but I really like WordPress from a standpoint of a practice build something. You don't have to spend tens of thousands of dollars. You can get a website up and going usually for a couple thousand dollars at the most just as a starting website. So I would make sure I have a good website in and ready to go. And then I would update all of my directory listings and my online profiles. So that's the area where people, potential patients are finding you. Those are the health grades, make sure those are accurate. Make sure my Google, my business pages are accurate, things of that nature that doesn't cost you any money. You can go out there yourself and just make sure your profiles are accurate. Um, Insider tip on that, a lot of times you'll get information that's inaccurate on those profiles and that's because the NPI database gets updated twice a year and then that information from your NPI database trickles down to these websites. And so if you correct your NPI database information, then eventually it'll give you a higher likelihood that all the information will be correct. So I would get a good website. I would make sure that my directory listings are accurate. I would look at social media, but I would look at ways that I could engage my staff and my team internally and then use that on social media. And then I would just focus on creating great content. And the great content that I always suggest that I always find easy is identify patients who are happy with your practice If you can get them to do video talking about where they're happy with the practice. And then you've got video, um, which is the number one medium that people are, are using online now. And also the number two search engine in the world happens to be YouTube. And then I would take those patient stories and turn them into long form content. So you have great long written content. And that's the stuff that Google likes. So if you have a website, you make sure your information's correct you put out some decent content and you, and maybe you share it on social media, you'll be successful with your practice.
1: You know, it is shocking that in today's day and age, there are physicians and professionals of all type that still don't have a website. This, I still find... Shockingly hard to believe. But what would you say to doctors who say, you know, I don't really need the effort and expense to do a website because Yelp uh, gives me a page and each of the insurance companies that I participate in give me a web page. So I do have an online presence and it's out there. I don't have to worry about it.
0: I would say, as an independent physician, and we're recording this, you know, both of us from our homes especially because of the COVID environment, I would say, Doc, did you use Yelp to share your guidelines of what you were doing or office closures during COVID? Did you use Yelp to, to post a link to your, um, your CDC recommendations and the guidelines and the protocols you were following in your office? Did you use health grades to make an announcement about, you know, a water main that broke in front of your your office Again, you don't have to spend a lot of money to build a website, but you need to have a website that is current. And all of those places that you may think give you, give you a, a, like a presence online, they are pulling information also from your website. And so for for less than probably the price of a cup of coffee a day, you could have a decent website that fulfills your needs by the end of the year. And so I don't think at this day and age that cost is the issue. It's just about making it a priority and making sure that you're available when people are looking for you. And if you don't have a website, you can't even compete in today's space.
1: That's so true. As I always say, if you can't be found online, you know, you might as well not exist or you don't exist.
0: Or people, if, if you can't be found online, if you're not controlling that narrative, then you're allowing other people to control it for you. And part of that is why I lean so much into patient reviews because the, the patient's experience and the patient's kind of buying journey at this point is a lot of times formulated around what other people are saying about you. So if you don't have a website and you're letting Tom, Dick, and Harry say negative things about your practice, maybe they're not about the provider-patient relationship, but they're about the front desk patient relationship they're still using your name in those comments and when when go back to that woman looking for an OBGYN or a pediatrician she's going to to form an opinion about you and about your practice based on what somebody else is saying if you're not willing to go in there and take control of that situation
1: that's so true how do you turn employees into marketing machines
0: I think that employees are often um, the most overlooked from a marketing perspective because not all practices could afford to have either a marketing agency or somebody in-house handling marketing. But every one of our employees interacts with patients and interacts with the general public. And a lot of times we don't tell our employees what's going on. We don't give them branded scrubs to go out to lunch to, to spark that conversation. We don't tell them about the latest technologies and things of that nature that are happening at the practice level. I'm a big believer in training employees and and teaching them how to be better marketers and also in sharing with them kind of how the patient buying journey um, the patient journey plays out in today's modern time. and that is that you know the decision of who to choose as a provider is made, long before they pick up the phone and call to schedule an appointment with you and I think that sometimes we forget to explain to our employees how things work and when we bring them into the fold and when we're transparent with employees and we empower them they will be our most effective marketers out there Richard Branson said it um, best and I'm sure he wasn't the first but if you take care of your employees your employees will take care of you
1: That is so true. How many times have you gone to an office and based upon the initial uh, response that you get, you walk out and the doctor never even knows that you were there? Absolutely. How can you create and control your medical practice's digital footprint?
0: I think that in large part, um, which often sometimes gets overlooked, because people think, oh, I'll do it on I'll do it on social media, or just make sure I have a decent website. But it goes back to these directory listings. You have to make sure there's your information as a practice or as a provider is in so many places right now, and all of that information is pulling together and it's creating this digital footprint, whether you want it to or not. You know, just like you know the example you used of a physician not wanting to invest in a website. It's okay to put your head in the sand, but Whether you choose to invest in a website or not, you have a digital footprint that's out there. There's already that Yelp listing. There is that Google My Business listing. The thing on Yelp is other people can create those listings for you. You don't even know that they're sitting in your waiting room and there's a piece of trash on the ground and they take a photo of that trash and post it online and tag your office in it. So if you want to get control of your digital footprint, it starts with making sure that the information about you out there is correct and then staying on top of that information and making sure that it remains correct. And it's not as easy as just doing it once and expecting it to work. Because like I said, how the the DMPI database updates twice a year, I um, have a really large orthopedic practice that I work with and have for years. And a couple of years ago, we were updating their profiles and about six months after updating it, we noticed that something was awry. And it turned out that the phone number for the practice had been changed across the board on health grades. And they have about 28 docs within this practice. And the phone number had been changed from the practices number to the hospital's scheduling line. And they're an independent, they're an independent group. But that's what what I'm saying. You've got to get your hands around your digital footprint because that information is so important. And that's how people are finding you. And it changes all the time.
1: Yes, that's key. After all, when you're sitting around waiting for that phone to ring, you don't want to find out that the number was diverted to someone else. That's exactly the case. And things happen. And so you got to stay on top of it. Absolutely. That brings to mind what happens when there are more than one physician in the practice and they don't agree on the techniques for marketing or marketing at all.
0: I think that um, just knowing doctors the way that I know them after doing this for about 15 years is that you guys are very data-driven and very driven on truly what the numbers are going to say. And so I think that when when you have a group that's, divergent in their opinions on whether they should market or not, that the best thing that we can do is show them how the numbers play out. And there's enough data out there to benchmark against like sized practices within certain specialties to show where kind of the proof is in the pudding. And so when I have docs that don't agree, um, we just show them the numbers and show them where a small investment can have a significant return. Usually when you can show physicians the digital footprint and kind of the the journey, the patient's journey, they get on board and there's enough numbers out there at this point that you can show them real data that's statistically viable and they can understand their acquisition costs per patient and usually they'll get on board with that.
1: Well, you know what they say, one picture is worth a thousand words, so you save yourself from having to say that much. There you go. What do you mean when you say that you need to provide cross-generation communication training to your staff? Yeah,
0: this is something I've been paying a lot of attention to recently. Um, Back to that orthopedic practice that I was sharing with you before, they have uh, about 350 employees, give or take, and we were looking at we were looking at employee engagement numbers and we were at full employment a couple years ago and they were having a hard time keeping staff on board and we weren't sure what was going on. And then they had about 10,000 reviews online and we ran a a system and pulled all the reviews offline and then put them into some spreadsheets and did an evaluation on what those reviews were telling us. And what it told us is that on, on both sides of that equation, that we were having some communication issues and it wasn't negative reviews weren't related to the provider and the patients necessarily. It was something related to communication. And so we deployed a training program specifically to kind of on the first half of it to tackle patient experience so that our employees could understand that new patient journey. But then the second half of it to identify ways to improve our communication with the different five different generations that are often presented either as a patient or as a coworker. And so I was just talking to someone on my team this morning. We have two people that are in their 50s on our team. And we said, you know what, they just like to pick up the phone and call us. But the people that are in their 20s, they don't want to call you. They would prefer to communicate via text message or in a, in a communication platform like a Slack or something like that. And so It's the same way with our patients. You might have somebody that calls because they want directions. And if they're an older patient, you better be ready to have that conversation where you go to the McDonald's, you make a left, you go about a quarter of a mile till you see the bank, you make a right, you go past the public shopping center, and we're a quarter mile down on the right. That's the level of detail with a 70-year-old patient if you have somebody who's 31 years old calling you to schedule an appointment, they don't want any level of detail. They just want you to say, and that's if they call you, just go to Google and look it up. And that's where making sure you have your hands around your digital footprint are going to play into that because we communicate, whether we're giving communication or receiving it, our generations matter. And the, the quicker we are to understand that the better that our employees, the more satisfied our employees will be engaged at work. And also the more satisfied and engaged our patients will be. And so I think it's really important to to really like skill up on those soft skills because those are the areas that we often forget about. And it's those soft skills and those basic customer service skills that are impacting what people like the perception that people are getting from our practices online.
1: Absolutely. Personally, I like waves best. Give, okay. me, the, give me the address, and uh, and I'm all there. And they they tell you while you're driving where the radar guns are at the same time. I love that. I love that. <laughs> at this point, um, what I like to ask my guests is if you have one or two special tips for our listeners to implement.
0: Yeah. So I um I really think. I'll go back to this one. Make sure your MPI database numbers, all your info on your MPI number are correct because by doing that, it will trickle down and it will make your life a heck of a lot easier. And um, let me think, what would my second tip be? I would say if you are a surgeon and you are looking for a really quick and easy way to create some really good content, Something we've been doing a lot of lately are with outpatient surgical procedures, um, hip replacements in particular, but I think you could translate this to a couple different practices, a couple different specialties. If you've got a patient who's had an outpatient hip replacement and they are up and walking in about an hour and a half to two hours after you got to get them to walk down the hallway so you can check them out, have them sign a quick release and take a cell phone video of them walking. An hour and a half after a procedure, because that piece of content drives home why outpatient hip procedures are better than inpatient. So think about really simple things that are low production, but that are high value. And if you do that type of marketing, you will stand out from the person down the street every day
1: of the week. I think so too. It is a case study on steroids. So good tip. How can our listeners reach you if they'd like to hear your podcast or reach you for anything else?
0: Absolutely. So um, you can find me online on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever platform you listen to podcasts on at the Dr. Marketing Tips handle. And you can always find me on my website at Insight, which is I-N-S-I-G-H-T-M as in marketing, G as in group.com.
1: Well, it has been a real pleasure having you as our guest today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Hales. uh, Thank you for being here on the show. This has been another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors with your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Till next time. Thanks for listening to Marketing Tips for Doctors. If you like the podcast, please
0: subscribe, rate, and review. Press the subscribe button so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about the show. Join us on marketingtipsfordoctors.com for replays and more resources to help grow your practice, strengthen your brand, and dominate your field. Remember, you are one tweet from greatness.